0: the giant of criticism. Last week, we encountered David's critics, or critic, and his critic came from inside. Someone close to him, his brother. Uh, His brother criticized him for being evil because he didn't understand his assignment. Um, today, David's critics will come from the outside. So there are times in your journey when you're going to face critics on different levels, in different places and different spaces. And I want to tell you that you have to be mindful that criticism is simply a term for judgment or evaluation, good or bad. Uh, it pops up everywhere. Uh, we've, all had to ha- we've all had to save ourselves to pay attention, to even stop replaying the words of our critics in our minds. It's amazing how we remember the worst before we remember the best. Come on. And anytime someone gives you criticism, what they're really doing is evaluating you Against a specific standard, whether it's their own or whether it's an organization, whether it's work, whatever or wherever you go, you have to remind yourself that this giant of criticism until you face it, come on somebody. There's some people they can't say nothing good. Words that come out their mouth, they cut deep. Come on somebody. Critics can have an adverse effect on how you live and what you do. Sometimes, in all actuality, we're living out the realities of our critics. And So I want you to join me today as we discuss how to face this giant of criticism, part two. David is anointed king. And not yet appointed king. Are you with me? We move to another stage in this saga, in this showdown, in facing the ultimate giant. And the ultimate giant is Goliath. But before David can get to, I'm trying to paint the picture here. Before he can get to Goliath, he has to go through fear. He has to go through frustration. He has to go through now criticism. It's amazing how people who've never been where you've been can try to talk about what they think or how they feel. Come on somebody. And I want to encourage somebody today to let you know, don't you let anybody put you where they never been. Are you with me? The text the text moves into verse 31. It says, and when the words which David, I'm going to look at verse 31 to 33. It says, when the words which David spoke were heard, they told them to Saul and he sent for him. You see that? Watch this. David said to Saul, let no man, let no man's heart fail on the account of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Then Saul said to David, you are not able to. There it is there it is. You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are but a youth while he has been a warrior from his youth. And so if I want to give you a point this morning, if I want to encourage you this morning, how to face your giants, you got to remember this, write this down. Your critics don't see what God sees in you. See what Saul did not know about David is that David was a man after God's own heart. What what God saw in David was a warrior. What God saw in David that he was the next king of Israel. Here's the thing. If you can't see it, then you will believe what everybody else says about you. Here's Saul, who is supposed to know that God was with them. is giving more credit to Goliath than he is David. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Tell your neighbor, they don't see what God sees. And you know what I love about life? You know what I love about being a Christian? Amen. I love the fact that, guess what? I know who I am. Victory. That's my name. Come on, somebody. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. And God sees in me, amen, what my critics will never see, amen. They won't see my potential. They won't see my gifts. They don't know my talents. They don't know who I am. Are you following me? And what I'm trying to encourage you this morning is to understand that Saul is a defeated king. And here he is, David stepped up. Amen. But yet, what he's looking at, David is a young man. He's 16, 17 years old. And I know what it appears like on the outside. See, don't judge a book by its cover. You got to know what's on the inside. Big things come in small packages. Are you following me? And what God saw in David, amen, Saul did not see. Don't get so locked in on what people think about you or what they see. Just know this, God sees something in you that the world will never ever be able to see. Are you following me? And so a lot of times y'all our critics are winning because they're just looking they're looking at your external and guess what? You can't believe those lies. The text goes on to say in verse 32. Amen. Watch verse 32. You see, you see, let me just say this. Let me, let, me, let me say this before I move on. You see, what, what Saul did not see was David's courage. What Saul did not see was David's calling. What God, what Saul did not see was David's character. What Saul did not see, lastly, was David's anointing. You see, when you're anointed to do something, you don't have to try hard. You don't have to prove anything. And I want to say to somebody here, God has set you apart. And he has set you apart to do something for his glory and for his praise. But you got to stop believing your critics. You got to understand that they may say you are not what what you're about to face. But you got to know that you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Saul sees a young boy with zeal. God sees a winner, <laughs> Amen. Uh, David's brother saw a boy who just wanted to come and watch the fight, Amen. But but God sees a warrior. Are you with me? And when you look at this story, it's interesting because this guy that David is about to face, this giant, he is somebody. Amen. But David did not make him a somebody in his heart. He's a somebody to somebody. He's a giant to somebody. But when David looked at him, he didn't see a giant. Because David understood what God had done for him. Watch the text. Text goes on to say in verse 34. It says, but David said to Saul, hold on. Your servant was tending his father's sheep. Amen. Watch this now. When a lion, went, when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went out after him. And what? Tell your neighbor. Your critics' next point don't know what you've been through. Nobody knows what you've been through. I wish I had a few people up in here who shout with me this morning. Tell you, neighbor, I've been through some stuff. Here's the thing. You're looking at the external, but you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what's in my heart. David said, listen, I went after them. I went at, Listen." listen. David went after a lion. Now y'all hearing me? Watch the text and went after him and attacked him and rescued it out from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by what? His beard and what? Struck him and killed him. Nobody knew what David had been through. Nobody knew that he had an encounter with one of the most vicious animals that ever lived, and he survived. I'm trying to help somebody. Whenever you can stand up against the lion or the bear, you know what that means? That you are operating in the strength that the Lord has given you. But your critics don't know what you've been through. You're looking at where I am right now, but I stopped by to tell you I've been through the storm and the rain, and I made it. Are you with me? I stood against my enemies, and guess what? God delivered me. That's why David could could, could pray and praise Psalm 23. He can do Psalm 90. He can tell you, oh, even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for the Lord is with me. Listen, David says I killed him. Look at verse 36. Your servant has killed both lion and bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. Your critics don't know what you've been through. Come on and tell your neighbor I've been through some stuff. Come on y'all ain't been through nothing. Come on somebody you. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. I done been through some stuff. Listen, next time you approach somebody and say they can't, you better ask them where they been. You better find out what they been through. Are you following me? You better find out what God has delivered them out of somebody here. You've been delivered out of drugs and you've been delivered off the streets and you've been delivered from alcohol and you've been delivered from a depraved mind. You've been delivered from negativity and God says I brought you through but your critics are going to try to tear you. You can't do that. But you don't see what God sees. You don't know what I've been through. They, they They never walked in your shoes. They don't know what God has been doing to prepare you. You have to remember that and never forget what you've been through was part of God's preparation. And what you're going through right now is part of God's preparation for where he's about to take you. Are you following me? You know what we do? We sit around and we replay what our critics are saying. We replay it the question I asked you last week, are they right about you? No one can walk in your shoes. Everything that happened to you was supposed to happen to you to prepare you for what you're facing now. You have to believe in yourself. Don't doubt. You face worse. But why have you allowed words from your enemies, your critics, to hold you stop you. Come on somebody. Are you following me? Verse 37 and I promise you I'm going to sit down. Verse 37 tell you neighbor your critics don't know what you've been through. I don't know why I'm still there but they don't know what I've been through. You understand what I'm saying? You don't know why I got holes in my shoes. You don't know how I had to sew up everything just to keep it together. You don't know how, amen, I survived just on canned goods. You wish I had somebody. You don't understand how I survived unemployment. And you don't know how I survived abuse. And you don't know how I survived all this negativity around me. People telling me I can't. And people telling me I shouldn't. And people telling me I will never. But look at you now. If you don't face those critics. You know, and sometimes I told you the critics come from right inside. Right inside, right closer up to you. And you're trying to figure out, don't you believe in me? You got to keep reminding yourself. If I did it before, I can do it again. And if the Lord did it for me before, I can sure enough do it again. Listen. Listen. Can you imagine that David never went out and publicized what happened to him? Nobody knew. But see, God was preparing David for kingship. And in order for you to be a king in Israel, you had to have had in your resume some form of victory. (laughs) David went up against the most vicious animal. And one. Are you with me? Let, me? let me say this. Don't get so far removed that you forgot what you've been through. Because sometimes we get a little bougie. Sometimes we get a little blessed. And we start thinking real high about ourselves. And we start forgetting that we used to struggle. That we were at the bottom. Come on, somebody. And let me say this to you. If God's been good to you, the first place you should be is in his house. Y'all ain't hearing me. It doesn't matter what's going on. I'm going to make it here to give him praise because I'm not going back where I've been. I'm going forward. Anybody going forward? Anybody going forward? Look at verse 37 now. Let's deal with verse 37. Let's break it down. Yes. David said, in addition to all of this, uh-huh, uh-huh yes. there's a word I missed, oh, no. but I got to show you something. Oh, yes. Look what he says. David said, the Lord. <laughs> See, David said, yeah, I know I killed the lion and the bear, but listen, the Lord. I'm going to say it one more time. The Lord. Anybody know the Lord? <laughs> Watch this. He says, and David said, the Lord who delivered me. The Lord delivered me. And, and, and so the third thing you got to know is this. Your critics may doubt you, but God will deliver you. Can I say something to somebody here today? God is going to deliver you. It looks tough right now. It looks like you cannot bear the pain of your situation, but you got to have the confidence that David had to say, God will deliver me. Your critics are going to doubt. Now, let me me show you something. Now, how is it that Saul... Who was the king of Israel. Who had seen God do great things. Have no confidence. Have no faith. Didn't God deliver Saul before? How many battles had Saul been in? A whole lot. You see, when you're defeated. Spiritually. Emotionally, physically, when you have lost the anointing, everything looks difficult. Listen, you won't see a way out. Matter of fact, you can't see a way out because you're in the flesh. But David, David, David said, the Lord who delivered me. Watch the text. Watch the text. From the paw of the what lion, and from the paw of the bear, he will what deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, "You listen. You got to believe that. Listen. If you can't believe for your deliverance, then mash your question. What are you waiting on?" Who are you waiting on? He says, he says, and so- look at Saul's response. And Saul said to David, go. Now, that go in the Hebrew is just like that go. It had no meaning, it had no, it, it was no sincerity behind it. It was just go. And made the Lord what? So, here's my last point. Your critics can't go where you're going because they have no faith. That's deep, ain't it? You're trying to spring people with you. is that something? Let me say this. When your critics are your family members and you're trying to bring them with you and you're wondering, how come I'm trying to help this child uh oh. I'm trying to help this person. I'm trying to help this person close to me. And how come they ain't getting it? They ain't never been delivered before. Or they have lost the anointing. Or they're operating in fear. See? How many victories did Saul have before this? How is it that they? David remembered his victories, but Saul could not have a recall of his victories because he was gripped with fear. Fear will cause you to forget what God had done before. That's why people are stressed out today. They can't remember the past victories because they're living in fear. That's why people struggle. They can't go where you're going. Because they don't have faith. His fear ran so deep that he forgot how great a king he was. But when God replaces you, (laughs) I wish I had somebody You'll forget everything and only think about what? You know, people who live in fear, you know what they're thinking about? Self. That's why people don't really trust God, you know, when they're fearful. And and the first place they don't trust God with is their finances. Because they're figuring, if I give this, am I going to get anything back? That's fear. But if you've done it before, Come on, help me somebody. And if you've seen God do it before, do you not know he can do it again? And he can do it again? You see, one of the things you have to understand that in the end, you will be where God wants you to be. And everything you've been through is preparation. Preparation. Saul, look at his words. Well, you know, this kind of like, all right, bless you. God bless you. And may the Lord be with you. <laughs> Bro, you want to insist? Go ahead. You, you think Saul had any confidence in David? Next week, I'll show you something. You think Saul had any belief in David? Do you think Saul really believed in David? Why is it that we always gravitate to people that don't believe in us? Because we're trying to gain approval from them. To prove something. Stop trying to prove anything to anyone and start living to glorify God. Saul's fear caused him to lose his faith one of the differences between God and us is that we have different viewpoints. Take a parade, for instance. When we watch a parade, we see it progressively. We watch one band come around the corner, one after another. We see the band coming one after another. We watch the parade one band at a time. But the difference with God is God sees the whole picture. You see, he doesn't have to wait for each band to turn the corner from the starting place to the finish. He sees the whole parade. He sees the whole package. (laughs) That's why without faith, (laughs) it is impossible to please him. You've got to believe that he sees what you can't. And so David is looking at this giant and David's saying, man, I'm going to get him. Because I know what my God can see. Where Saul had lost perspective. And forgotten that God sees the whole picture. Do I have anybody? You got to believe that God sees what is not visible to you. Because you can't see around corners. But I thank God today that no matter what it looks like right now, I know what I've been through. And I know where I'm going. And yes, it may not look good right now. But I thank my God that he sees around the corner. Do I have anybody here today who can testify this morning That you're going through something and you don't understand what you're going through. But guess what? Stop paying so much attention to your critics. And start praising God for the victory. Start telling God, thank you. Because I understand that no matter what it looks like right now. My victory is going to come. Because my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or even think and it does not matter what my critics say they can't go where i'm going because they don't have no faith give god a hand clap of praise